All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me is the impassioned... (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing because you just... The impassioned and flattering Julie Duffy. Uh, I have... I have been looking at thesaurus.com in the last couple of minutes. Oh, my God. He literally stopped and looked at his phone. Wait, impassioned and flattering? Well, ebullient is the word I <laughs> that keeps... For some reason, I, that's an, that's one of those earworm words to me. Is it, it a keeps crossword up. puzzle word? No. It's not a crossword puzzle word, although it could be because it's, it's, it's replete with vowels. But I haven't, I haven't caught it up on, on, on a crossword yet. It's a where the crawdad sings word. Oh. Oh, yeah. you used it way before you started reading that. I know, but it's in that kind of literature. All right, vein. all right, all right. All right. So you have a thought um, that's going to segue into our topic today. No, well, our topic is, you know, it's back to school time. It's a back to school spectacular. <laughs> 2019 is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's back to school. Everyone's ta- talking about... Um, Taking their kiddos to college, and uh, yeah, there's school supplies everywhere, and I have that feeling. I mean, our son is not going back to school. No, but I still have that feeling in my bones, in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, you seem, um, you seem. I'm teary today. Yeah, that's I, about the well, right word. And it, okay, so I think that. One of the reasons is that I got a notice on my phone that said iPhone storage is almost full. So uh, I thought photos, and, and then I was like videos. So I went down a rabbit hole, and some of you who are friends of mine will know because you got a video from me today because <laughs> I went way down the rabbit hole and watching old videos, and um, you know, one of them was freshman year a party at freshman year in college with jack and grace and uh george and Haley and sarah dancing in the basement of sae S- sophomore year oh yeah sophomore year yeah um anyway it just goes so fast but <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, oh, enjoy the school year kids no but on pictures of scarlet when she was a baby and her first birthday and you're holding her she's an infant so i had a lot of like i went back in time yeah, you kind of get down. When that we surprised Charlotte in New York for her birthday, that wasn't even that long ago. But so I've been, I was not there for that. I know. Okay, I've been going down memory lane today. Yep. And I. I so is that why you're a little teary eyed? Um, I don't know. I just feel the feels. I think the back to school feels. Lots, like I said, a lot of people are talking about drop off and how they're gonna how they're gonna navigate it, and it's just like wow. So I have this. Um, I have a different point of view about back to school because I, I've noticed this pattern over the last seven or eight years. Uh, Lollapalooza happens here in Chicago, massive music fest here at Grand Park. And um, it's it's now a four-day music festival. Right. So the week or two after Lollapalooza, I'm working with teenagers who got in trouble. Okay. <laughs> so that's the, the emergency calls I get. Um, right around there, the crisis calls. The we we should probably get in to see you very soon. Calls are you know um, she did Molly at Lollapalooza and we're gonna ground her now, and um, and then right away after that we're back to school. Yeah. So there's this there's this like uh, there is no gap between like you know Lollapalooza Molly 
back to school sober. <laughs> and, um, and the back to school thing has this buzz in my office, and I can feel it walking to work, um, a heightened buzz of anxiety. Uh, it's, it's excitement to some extent, but there's also anxiety. I can feel it in parents that come into my office, uh, especially if their kid is changing school. So in other, in other words, if we're in, in the bridge to high school or the bridge oh, yeah. to college, right? It's a big deal. And we're, it's, it's natural to be nervous about that stuff, you know, and, and the kids are, are keyed up. And by and large, there's this divide because, and it's kind of funny because the parents want to talk about it and the kids want it to be summer for another week. You know what I mean? Right. They want to hang on to the last bastion of like, you know, I don't have to think about this right now. I don't want to. I, I want to think about it when I get my locker. Kids want to be in the moment they're in until they're, you know, in their 20s. They want to be, they don't really want to jump ahead too far. <laughs> so so there's a few themes that you and I tend to bring up at every Back to School Spectacular podcast that we've done so far. And I think most of them are probably appropriate now with an ad or two, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one thing, so if we want to talk about college first. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I was just thinking of some tips. I told one mom, so her daughter uh, got put into a single dorm. As a uh, freshman? Yeah. There's, bonus. No. Well, right. It can, ha- I think it can be a bonus. It, it, no, there's going to be huge advantages, but it wasn't what she was expecting because there's some dorms that are out of commission on this campus because of mold. I'm speaking about Indiana University. Oh. McNutt is closed, and I think McNutt and Foster. But that place is anyway. A dump. So this mama, her daughter has a single, and um, I think in a lot of ways that could be great. But you want to meet people, so I was remembering your advice that you always tell kids when they start college for like the first week: always have your door open. Yep. I mean, not at night when you're sleeping, but just keep your door open and introduce yourself to everybody. And don't forget that those groups tend to cohese fast. In other words, every everybody's in the same boat, but only for a minute, only for about two or three days. Everybody lands on campus. They're nervous. They hardly know anybody. And so if you are the person throwing the pizza party up and down the hall and you're inviting people into your room, you are the man or you are the girl, and that is going to cohese some friendships right away. Okay, so I just want to pause on that for a second because you just injected a little bit of anxiety and urgency into that, which I think could like backfire. So now I picture moms and dads saying, listen, Susie, you better meet people in the first few days because those groups are going to go he's and you're going to be out. So that's not the way you meant that. It is kind of lovely. In- I do mean that with some degree of urgency. I you do. do. Yeah. The, the, because, um, because groups in colleges, and I hear this over and over again, they seal up fairly quickly unless you're joining something. So within the first couple of days, you want to meet some people. In you, you want to be outgoing in a way that might even be uncomfortable to you. If you're I not, get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, and I I agree that it is it's sort of serious advice, but also you know I want to re, you know remember and remind you. I don't know how many kids listen to this, but remember and remind your kids. And it's going to sound super trite to them when you say it. Everyone is in the same boat. So it's really easy to think 
that you are the only person that feels a little awkward or a little scared and everyone else is super fired up. We talk about this all the time. Everyone's scared. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's probably a little mixed feelings-y. Oh, yeah. So just just introduce yourself. Just reach out. Be open and and just try to connect um, and try to – I'd say I'd like to take the urgency out of it a little bit with ease, but just do it. And, right. And, yeah. Yeah. And don't think that everyone's all set because everyone's coming in hot. Everyone's coming in new. That's you know, true. Right? Yep. Everyone's coming in new. Um, and you, this is something I say, I think, every year, too. Uh, their freshmen tend to arrive on campus first. Oh, yeah. And early. And there are activities. And a lot of my clients are like, oh, God, on the quad. Everyone's dressing like ghosts. I'm not doing that stupid thing. And my strong urging is do the thing. Do the thing as much as you roll your eyes. Do the thing. You're going to meet people. It's going to be kind of fun. Go ahead. Do the do the right. freshman thing. The be thing. the freshman. It's yeah. okay to be the yeah. freshman. It's okay to be the dork. Just do it. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Um, and not to jump to, um, well, I don't know what's, what it's jumping to, but it just reminds me, be open and prepared for your kid to have bad days and, and maybe talk to them about the fact that they're going to feel shitty sometimes and that they should go talk to someone. There's really good services on campus. Um, and, and don't, don't shut down. And and again, kids are very susceptible to feeling like, you know, especially when they're looking at social media and everyone's out doing this and that, they, that they're the only ones who feel depressed or feel, you know, uh, sad and down. They think everyone else is having a blast and they're, there's something wrong with them because they're not loving college. There's a there's a great magazine. Um, I don't know called, what accent that was. I'm not sure either. But, I don't know what character that was. <laughs> um, your your teen magazine. Um, there, there's so many little pop psych magazines that are just drivel. This is actually a really good magazine because they. Uh, I encourage people to either subscribe to it, follow them on Twitter, check it out online. Because um, they will cite experts. I've contributed to your team in in the Ask the Expert column. Um, And they'll cite research. But every once in a while, they will take a teenager in a given circumstance and say, write about your experience. So if you pick up a summer issue of your teen magazine over the course of the last three years, you will find something written by uh, a a 19-year-old talking about how hard, the depressing parts of the first year, like the good and the bad. And this is stuff that is intended for kids to read. So if you want your kid to read something that feels balanced and gives them a realistic expectation so they don't feel like they messed up by feeling bad, because a lot of kids will. A lot of kids will feel, your kid might feel, like, oh, God, everyone else on every other campus. I look at Snapchat and my friends who are going to Illinois and Wisconsin and Michigan, they're all having a blast. Right. And here I am at Iowa and I'm not having any fun at all. And, you know, we all know how Snapchat and Instagram work. Your best friend at, at Wisconsin might be miserable, but they're finding the picture that shows them having a blast. Right. But you, you don't know that in real time. So um, a lot of kids find themselves judging themselves for doing it wrong somehow. Yep. I'm not doing the fun thing right. And um, and so this is not the experience I was supposed to have. And they judge the whole experience through this negative filter that is um, all 
all-consuming. And so if you can add some dimension to that where it's like, you know, sometimes you're going to have a really great time. Sometimes you're just going to be studying all weekend because you got a bunch of tests, midterms, you know, so you're not going to have any fun that weekend. That's just going to be a pain. Um, and sometimes there's going to be a Friday night where it's like, I didn't get invited to anything. You know, this kind of sucks, you know, and that's okay. all of that is part of the experience. Yeah. It's not just, it's not Animal House. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and well, they, you know, and so just to remind everyone, 30% of kids don't make it to sophomore year. And so um, it's, you know, a multifaceted situation. So to the degree that your kids can be prepared to, you know, get help and um, connect with someone if they're feeling down or feeling out or feeling like they're not succeeding, um, that is definitely a, 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 a conversation to keep having. And let me add a little dimension to your statistic. 30% don't make it to sophomore year in a linear fashion. In other words, they might they don't go directly from freshman to sophomore year or they um, decide to leave school or things they dysregulate somehow and leave school and some come back and some don't and some go into the trades and you know things by and large work out. Oh yeah, and that's okay. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 this is something for parents to keep in mind and I think by and large we're talking to parents um I want to reiterate that things, by and large, work out. And and um, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been talking to parents a lot in the last few weeks about like their anxieties about their kids going off to college. Is it going to work out? Is she going to be successful? Um, will she be able to get a job? She's not a very hard worker. She's kind of lazy. Um, I'm used to watching over and making sure she's doing her stuff, and you know I'm not going to be able to do that. And I encourage parents to allow their kids some birth to experience whatever it is that Absolutely. happens, you know? And, um, and if you think back to your experiences, your friends' experiences, some things worked out in a perfectly linear fashion, but hardly ever. Hardly <laughs> ever. Hardly ever. And most people have to go through a couple of stumbles, a couple of struggles, maybe a gap year, maybe a... Uh, year to a community college maybe i'm gonna i'm going to the trades i want to i want to fix cars man i have no interest well in this yeah stuff, and that's a know? good point and and listen we've seen a lot of um resets that look like all those ways right. and they've all worked out so that's another thing you know as we're talking about going off to college that's another thing to remember and i didn't just say 30 percent of kids don't make it to sophomore year to you know to, to be a debbie downer um, and I'm glad that you further clarified that, but you know, your kid might have a reset that you're not expecting and that's okay. And, um, and it's the reset that they need and that they're supposed to have. And we've seen them look every which way and all the kids are on a happy path. Yeah. And, and, and I think Ultimately. that, um, the reset is actually, I think we need to start looking at that as part of the process, right? You know, so I think my generation, our generation is used to the model. We talk about this narrow definition of success mm -hmm. where you go to four years of high school, you go to four years of college, and you get the job in the field that's appropriate, right, somehow. Um, yeah, and just to stop there for a second, not every linear kid is happy. Hello. I'm a, I, I was a linear <laughs> yeah, I kid. Mean, this, it, is, this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm exhibit A when it comes to the linear kid that was unhappy. 
And um, and a lot of you with the listen. with the result, you got the great job, you got all the job offers, and then you're like, "What the hell? I'm in a cubicle. This is a nightmare." So yeah, so I went. I worked in public accounting. I got the CPA. I made bank. I mean, I made huge money, almost twenty five grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> I was making bag boy money then. Oh my god! <laughs> listen, in the day that was. That was big money, man. I was rolling in it. Dude, I married you when you were working there. Huh? I don't, I, I mean, are you, are you just, <laughs> I had the bright red Firebird, you know, brand new kick ass Firebird. I should have worn a, a satin jacket around with that thing and maybe some smoky shades or something. Oh my God. The blue blockers? Okay. All right. So we're getting <laughs> off track, but only slightly. Wow. Yeah. Um, but my, my point for those of you who don't know my story is, I was an accounting major, went into public accounting, spent six and a half years there, had panic attacks on the daily. Uh, I met my beautiful, ebullient wife, Julie, um, who... At Second City. Who said, oh, why are you doing this? This is not your thing. We're going to go tell your parents right now that you're quitting the job. Well, you... Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I didn't tell you to do that, but you wanted to leave and you were... I, I always say, he was gray, not his hair... Just his whole being. <laughs> My whole being. You know how people have auras that like glow? My aura was like a black it was hole. Ashen. It was ashen <laughs> and color would kind of just get sucked into it. So the gray kind of surrounded me like And you tried time. to quit a couple of times and they just kept they kept you around. Like you were supposed to oh, you were gonna leave we've told these stories before, but you were supposed to leave for Waterloo, Iowa or something right after we got married and you're like, oh, Hell no. And or right, I think it was right before we started dating. No, we started dating. And I was like, oh, I ain't leaving this girl, man. She's going <laughs> to, there's a line waiting for this girl. So and, that ain't happening. Um, but then they just kept you in town yeah. for a long time. It was a dirty trick, man. I mean, Jerry Turner, if you are listening, man, come on. Because you told me to quit and then you gave me assignments in town. You still need to have lunch with him. I do. Um, so. We're kind of all over the place, as we always are with this topic, and that's okay. I do want to say this. It goes really fast, like crazy fast. College, it's uh, remarkable how, I mean, life goes fast, but college goes so fast. So um, get into it as a parent. Go to the things, you know, too, as a parent. Go to yeah, the parents' go to the weekend. Things. Go, go to, to mom's weekend. Go to, da- go to dad's weekend. Um, and if your dads go to mom's weekend like I did. Yeah. If you're like us, go about every other weekend and like go and take your kid out and take all their friends out for dinner and meet their friends. It's the it's the most fun. It's just a delightful time. Yeah. And you get to see you get to watch your child become an adult before your eyes. It's really very cool. And if your child chooses a different path, like one of my favorite stories of the last year in my practice is a guy who was in college struggling, and um, he called me one day, and he and I had talked like briefly about like you know, like guys in the trades do. People in the trades do really well, and and he called me from school. We were just we we were would Skype once a week or once every couple of weeks. And he's like, what were you telling me that one time about people like who are plumbers and stuff? And I said, yeah, you do really, really well. Really well. We really need plumbers. And he's like, so, like, what would I do? Like, would I do I have to have a college degree? And I'm like, no, I think you go, like, you're an apprentice for a union plumber, and then eventually you join the union. 
and you plumb. And, um, <laughs> and by God, this guy is going to be a plumber. And you talk about a guy going from ashen to brilliant, like, you know, everything about him All is vibrant yeah. now. And, yeah. um, and all the conflict with mom and dad and the and the conflict internally with, you know, why is the school thing not working out is gone because he figured it out. And that's part of the process. You totally. Know? And it's not for everyone. It, and none of it's regrettable. All of it is not part of the, of the process. I feel like we should touch on, because I think a lot of our listeners have um, – Kids who are heading into a new high school. Oh yeah, no, we're we're going there for sure. I just wanted to cover we're college. Gonna, we're gonna go there. It's not, <laughs> we're we're gonna do this. We're going there. I listen. I feel that in my tummy too. Like yeah, the back to school. Um, even yeah, some people are taking their kids to kindergarten for the first time. Yep, yep. Um, like junior high for the first time. And oh, sorry. <laughs> what what it's what is that? Mommy. Uh, you just love that. You oh, love I'm just, that. It's just, uh, I, I really, I could sob. <laughs> oh, maybe you don't love it. <laughs> it's just, it Is just, it because you miss? Yeah, it just goes so fast. And there's also that feeling, too, of, you know, of kind of end of summary that I think is is a little sad. I think sometimes for anybody in a family, it can be also super, like, they're super ready, but... Um, Oh, listen. Like our good friends have been are coming back from Scotland. They've been there for like I don't know two and a half weeks or something, and I'm I'm bummed for them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that let, bubble let me, is bursting. Here, here's here's honestly um, what I see in the families around me. Everybody's restless. Everybody's ready. Everybody's Just about ready. Everybody's ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I actually think summer is probably a hair too long for a lot of families, you know, especially families with a lot of kids. Because right. if you think about it, you're talking about like 80 or 90 days yeah. where you've where you got to keep everybody occupied somehow, right. you know. Um, I, I think for parents, there's there's some great relief. But even the kids I work with, they'll say like, you know, oh, God, I really don't want to go back to school. But they don't need another listless week either. Right, you know and there's I mean? there's something super exciting. There's a lot going on about about getting back in the groove and seeing all a lot your of friends. Kids are excited and, to go yeah. back. Yeah, you see your friends. Uh, everything's fresh. You know what I mean? Like you, you start with a with a clean slate, grade wise. All like everything's new. Like there's just hope and all new possibilities. Yeah, that I love. Um, he, here's something. So. I'm, I'm going to try to add something new here because I feel like we're being um, repetitive from some of these podcasts in the past And I'm just years. being an emo mom. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> such, such an emo mom. My God. Um, and I'm trying to like lift things I know, up a sorry. little bit here. Uh, one thing I notice about kids more and more. So it's interesting to see what, what makes a difference for kids. Uh, a lot of kids will talk about how much they hate school. And, um, and the game I have historically played is, um, you know, I, I recently, I asked this girl, how many kids will you graduate with? And she said, 800. And I said, okay, so if they were all out in the hall just for a minute right now, and you could, you and I could go out there and there's a podium and you and I go and we could take the podium and I say, Hey, how many of you 800 love school? I said, I think we get what? Three hands, four, maybe a couple of freaks, <laughs> couple of, like, number one in the class, you know, a couple of like kiss asses, and, you know, right. and maybe somebody really digs math. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, like that's not requisite. What kids like is they like certain teachers, 
and they like when their friends are around. They like to be in classes with their friends and stuff like that. So part of this preschool part uh, is is letting them like kind of uh, hang out during those initial days when you're picking up books and stuff like that, which a lot of people are doing now, and let them compare the schedules. Like it's it's weird how kids get fired up now. When I was in high school. I didn't know whether Haney was going to be in my class. We had no idea. We were pretty sure we weren't going to be in classes together. And we were just like, all right, well, I'm going to Pelletieri's class. I'll see you later, you know. Um, but now this matters to kids. Like, they're like, oh, I like, I like math way more if, like, you know, if my buddy's in there. Yeah. Like, really? And they do. And so it, it's just interesting. You might even quiz your kid a little bit about, like, so what what makes for a good class in your mind? And what makes for a class that's a drag? And... For the classes that are a drag, what, what are we going to do about those to make those like okay? Because we're not just going to not take them. You know, we're not taking. We're not going to blow off history this year because like, oh my my friend Jim isn't in there. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I, I inc- just encourage families to have those talks about like you know how are we going to make this good? Um, but for parents, some parents get mad at their kids for not liking subject matter. And that is just an organic, honest thing from most kids. You know what right. I mean? Like most kids, most of us don't like calculus, right? You know, like we're never going to like it. You know, I kind of dig it. I, I like algebra. Algebra is a good puzzle. It's like a crossword right. puzzle. But that's freaky. I think you I've just people. said right like 10 times in a row. Yeah. Um, but give your kid the birth to talk about like, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And work with them on it. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, ally up and, you know, like, and don't be adversarial. For moms and dads, don't be, um, you know, the, the um, pilots of the online portals. Don't stare at that thing constantly. If I could undo that and make that technology never have occurred, I swear to you, I would go back in time and take that guy out. Whoever came up with right. the grade portal, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, because I think it puts us in a really odd, untenable position. You know what I mean? Like, if our kid got a zero on their homework the day before yesterday, it's probably important that 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 be their problem that well, they figure I, it out. Right? I'll, I we never looked at that. You know, maybe it was kind of new at the time, but we, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. But George was just the most beautiful no. and amazing student. <laughs> <laughs> it's just maybe it's kind of like in the like in medical field like you know you you know if you scan things get sophisticated you can scan everything you know if you scan something you're gonna find something <laughs> if you overscan you're gonna find something you don't like <laughs> well and I I oftentimes t- tell parents things they don't want to hear like if their kid if your kid gets a zero on homework for example or your kid gets a D on a test. But can somehow make up for that somewhere else. Pull a B on a different test. Um, you know what I mean? Do some extra credit. You don't have to be. You don't have to police that. I think the more parental attention that's on that, the less likely kids are going to be to remedy it. Right. You know to what figure I mean? it out. Like, yeah. Well, you know. But but gaming the system. I got to tell you, and this is. I mean this sincerely. That is an underrated skill. So if your child can figure out their way without putting every moment of work in to, you oh, know, yeah, like, oh yeah, I see you're saying. Oh yeah, once I, every I was, two weeks, if I blow I off the homework, yeah, yeah, once every, if I blow off the homework every other Monday, I can still get ninety one. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like, or an 81 or, or whatever. You, you, right. Or you like hone your interpersonal skills and, you know, you like schmooze the teacher. Right. I'm going to get like, all those, those participation are all things points. things are going to serve you. Yeah. Right. And then some kids who are like. Sit in the front row every time. Yep. <laughs> but, but then again, on the, and, and on the contrary, there are kids who are like, I am never going to talk in class. I, I hate that. So I'll just do all the homework yeah. and I'll, you know, I'll study for the test. Um, and given that we are still, I think, uh, an inch or two ahead of the school, uh, school beginning as we record this, um, a couple of thoughts for parents. Um, one is come up if, – if you need a plan for how your child is going to do homework, come up with that now. Nice and easy. With them. With your kids. Yeah. Five-minute meeting. And um, and the way I do this with kids is I usually say, what's the goal? So so I learned this from Coach Walker, by the way, Coach, George's swim coach. Oh, what, yeah. You know what's what? Go, the goal? Go back and listen to, just as an aside, go back and listen to our podcast with Coach Scott Walker. I think it was like, was it two years ago? Yeah. Anyway, probably. you can find it. Yeah. So, so here, here, here's something I, I, I learned from Scott. Have your kids determine what their goal is. I want to get I want to get nothing lower than a B. I want to get B's and A's, for example. Um, okay, so um, what you how'd you do last year? Uh, I got B's and C's. So how much how many more minutes a night on average, Monday through Thursday and Sunday? Let's be realistic about this, right? Uh, do you have to put in to jump up a letter grade in every class? And the number, you, you let your kid come up with the number, but by and large, that's going to be somewhere between a half an hour and an hour. And usually I say like, okay, so let's protect that time. So get out your iPhone. I'll get out mine. Let's find that time on the calendar. So, you know, you're going to be doing something extracurricular because Dr. Duffy says you have to. And that's going to happen most days after school because it's really important to be occupied. So you're not playing video games. You're not looking at your phone and you're not doing Snapchat and Instagram the whole time. You're talking really fast. I know. Um, and because I'm just trying to sneak that in. Oh, yeah, and uh, we got to go to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and work with your kid on that plan. the The point being, first of all, you're collaborating, right? Yep. So you're working together on the thing, and you're agreeing. And then week fourteen. You're not screaming. Why are you not doing homework? Right, when you're, you're laying it out. Fortnite you're setting for? an intention, which makes just things happen, just that much more likely to happen that way. Yeah, and kids work with this stuff. By the way, kids work with it, and I'm telling you, if you can, I, I and I'm just speaking from experience. If you can get your kid to put it in their phone, on the calendar, or in some calendar that they work with. That is money in the bank. That makes it, it that makes it five times more likely to happen than if you just agree. Um, okay, so you're going to do an hour and a half of homework a night. You know, like right, everyone's right, right. just saying that and walking away. Oh yeah, that's good. That's you know, a good point. Yeah, I'm I'm my, I'm betting against you. Yeah, it's going to be like from five to six thirty. Yep. Um, that reminds me too. Laura Kaler had a great suggestion. We were talking about this um, last time. You know, she told her girls when they – she still has one in college, but – and this is a great point. You have so much free time in college. You know, she said if you treat it like a job, get all your homework – you can get all your homework done during the day, like between 9 and 5 or 9 and 4 because you're not in class a lot of the time and have all your nights free. You know, and that is true. 
That wouldn't be everyone's jam, but it's a great thought. It's a pretty good jam, though. It's a great idea. Yep. Um, so, yeah. That's no, I, just, just I, I a, love that a little tipperoo. Yep. And that's, that's true to an extent for high school kids, too. Um, you have way more free time in, in college than in high school. Way more. Like a lot, especially kids who are in activities or sports. Um, a lot of times, beautifully, that, I mean, that's a great thing. That they're busy kids are, um, I think, just less stressed out. And they just do the stuff when they have the time to do it. I mean, they don't have a lot of... Wiggle room. And that kind of can work out, I think. In college, suddenly then, you know, you're in class, you know, maybe two or three days a week for part of the day. And you can, you know, that can, um, you know, be a lot to navigate all that free time. Five years ago, I think I would have been an advocate for, hey, take it easy, let your kid have some, a lot of free time, you know, to to kind of investigate who they are and so their interests and things like that. Um, as shows up in this new book called Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety, um, I no longer feel that way. I like when kids are busy and occupied. If you want to keep depression at bay, anxiety at bay, hopelessness at bay, juuling and vaping and weed and yeah. drinking and all this other stuff, if you want... Um, the best antidote to that, not, not that that's not never going to happen, but if you want that to be in the margins as opposed to the main event, keep your kid busy. You know what I mean? A job, a sport, a group, a play, a club uh, that, that meets frequently. Get them engaged. They don't have to love it, and they probably won't right away, but find the right adults who are in charge, and they'll get into it. Yeah. And um, that, that I can't be more emphatic about. I feel with every passing year, I feel more strongly that way. Definitely. Yep. Yep. And those are, those are the perils out there. Those, those loom out there. And, um, and most kids are going to have moments of the anxiety and the depression. And, um, and as parents, um, uh, I encourage you not to panic when that first happens right. because I don't think a kid makes it through high school, period, these days without some of that. Um, and you want to be a listener. And, um, and and I would not read too much doom and gloom into it because kids' mo moods can shift and move pretty quickly. Right. Oh, oh, oh that's a good point. That's a good point. Like uh, I was going to say, you know, we're talking about so many the iterations, so many different uh, like levels of this. But one thing, just as like a parent uh, for college, um, it, if you have a conversation with your kid on a Sunday, <laughs> you know, they're probably going to seem down because they're just pooped. So I would recommend you talk to them on a different day than Sunday. Yeah. But, all, but definitely texting is awesome. I love it so much. Definitely text. But try to get your, like FaceTime, try to get your eyeballs on them, you know, pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, that helps. Oh, shoot. There was something else. But anyway, I'll think of it. Um, but... Oh, the, oh, and remember, I remember you told this whole audience of kids at Steve Harvey, they did a college show, and your kid will, a lot of times, you'll hear about when they're down, 
but then they will forget to call you five minutes later when someone came over and invited them to their room, you know, to have For pizza sure. and they're laughing their ass off and you're freaking out and depressed. So just remember that they probably won't check right back in when their mood shifts. And, you know, so that, that was a good, that was a good yep, yep. reminder, just like all of us. But I mean, it's so loaded. It's so loaded because it's so new that you can in you and will feel like elated in a day and then you can feel like underwater yeah later that sure. same day for sure so um as we kind of wrap up here do you how did you feel about the first day of school like the, that the, those how did you feel about going back to school when you were a kid um oh i think i love I, I think good you mm-hmm. know i'm sure i had some you know outfit that i loved you know and i was excited to see everybody and i liked i I liked school and the experience, and um, I yeah I loved high school. I uh, we, you know I had great friends and I had a blast. So I I think it was exciting. Yeah, exciting. Um, and like I said, it, it was full of hope and all in all new possibilities. It was new. It was like a new beginning. I love beginnings. <laughs> yeah, you do love beginnings. I felt the same way. I, I remember being. By and large, pretty excited. When I was little, I remember being stoked about like, you know, my my new gym shoes, my new yeah. crayons. Yeah. You know, like the crayons. Like right. we used to, I used to get the the box with the you know. Um, so somebody, I heard somebody talking about the box of crayons with the um, sharpener. With the sharpener yeah. in it. And he said, um, "I like when you open the box." It reminds me of stadium seating. Oh, right. (laughs) Totally. And he said, like, you got the reds sitting with the reds and the blues sitting with the blues. So it seems like the teams. But he always thought, like, the white gold area, that's that's the place to be. (laughs) Oh, I like that. No, you're, you're probably right. Like, I mean, now that I think about it, for kids maybe, a lot of it is there's a lot of excitement. I think when I reflect on the way I'm feeling right now, it's just um, I'm just kind of reminiscing and, like, thinking about how fast it goes. and Well, I, I, I think I bring this up because I, I want people to think, uh, parents, not, not just to think about like what their experience is of their kid going back to school, but think about what your kid's go, going oh, through yeah. and allow that, you know, there, there is an element of excitement and there is an element of nervousness with every new thing. We, we by and large, have this aversion to and attraction to change at the same time. And Good this, point. Is, this is a moment where, you know, every year there's a little bit of that. And so you want to foster both of those. You want to acknowledge both of those. Like it's okay to be nervous. And, you know, if you got your Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencils all sharpened and ready to go and you're stoked about that, that's all right too. That is, yeah, I, and that's so funny that you brought that up because when I think about actually shopping for school supplies as a kid, there was always something exciting about yeah. it. You pick the color of your binders and your folders and, you know, yeah, it was, it was just a new beginning. I like yep, it. Yep, yep. No, and I, I, I'm with you. Like I, every year I'm trying to think through, and I can remember first days, and every all the first days were, were exciting days. The first first weeks were exciting weeks. And um, I remember I was nervous about starting high school. Um, that, that was foreboding. You know, my high school seemed like the biggest building on earth to me. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, I I wasn't. I think I was excited. I think I was actually. I think I had a boyfriend. I was dating someone that was a year older. Whatever. Than, already in high school. That guy is a tool. Everybody no, knows. You it. know what I just realized? I probably not to make this, not to bring this back to me, yeah. but um, 
maybe I feel uh, I need to focus on what my new beginning is now. <laughs> maybe I'm feeling like, wait a minute. Don't I, we have like a book coming yes, out and yes, a tour coming? We do. We do. And... We do. You're right. Right. And and I do want to say, and I know this is. Well, it shouldn't really be annoying, but and I apologize if it is. But honestly, um, every parent should read this book, Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety. It's about, you know, everything about adolescence now, why our kids are stressed and depressed and anxious, why a lot of them are hopeless. It's not a, do- a doggy downer, though. It is also about the fact that we need to be aware of these things way earlier. Kids starting age seven, eight, nine are exposed to things that we used to be able to protect them from. It also goes longer into your twenties. So, so it's not honestly, just about our adolescence. It's about our, well, our middle, our middle school kids, younger kids, all the way up through college and beyond. Yes. There's so much great information. Really. When I say every parent needs to read this book, I, I mean it. And so I'm asking you if you're listening and if it if it's something a tool that you need please order the book and read the book and please p- tell your friends please tell your school you know go to your school board or your school um, your parent uh, community PTA at school or whatever it and, is, yeah. and let them know about this book let us know how we can help get the word out but it's an amazing tool. Parents don't know what kids have on their plate. They really don't understand. They really don't, they don't believe the depth and the breadth of what kids are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Not to take it like, you know, to, to that place right now, but honestly, um, I want this book in the hands of every parent, starting with, I don't know, if your kid's seven, um, and it's not too late to buy it if your kid's 22. Nope, this is so, true. So um, please spread the word. And and like I said, and if, if if you work for a company that you know has good employee support, it'd be a great book for the company to buy for their employees. You know, as a tool, it's a it's the information parents need to be the allies their kids desperately need. And um, yeah. Well, so. and, and it's what parents, by and large, don't know, and I don't expect you to know. I, I've been lucky enough to work with kids, and I've learned from them all of these stressors that they are exposed to, all of these all anxieties that they're exposed to, and um, and the only way to learn about them is to read about them and yeah. hear about them. And and I and I, Julie and I worked pretty hard to make sure we were comprehensive that we covered most every area, and there's gonna be more, but I think we've, we've developed a framework and a template for you to kind of work issue by issue through anything you're dealing with as a parent with your uh, child all the way through young adult. Yeah, and you need to know what they are experiencing, and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> this part's been brought to you by Mango Press. Uh, it's been brought to you by Parenting the new teen in the age of anxiety. Okay. So um, enjoy the school year, kids yeah. and parents. No, honestly. Seriously. I know. I, sorry, I didn't mean to take it. Well, no, I'm not sorry. You. Um, that's that's an, a great tool to have to start the year. Actually, it is, yeah. Uh, 
And, um, but yeah, it's exciting, you know, new beginnings, hope. Um, it's, it's an amazing time yep. and I'm so excited for everybody, for all the parents and all the kiddos. Um, and, um, it goes super fast. Drink it in, get involved. Phones down, Go man. to the Dig thing, it. eyes up, yep. um, have a wonderful year. Yeah. Get into it guys. All right. This is better. Love you, honey. Love you, honey. Bye.